we very seldom, I very seldom, speak about sin. I thought we'd give it a go today. The scriptures today are about people not listening to God. Now the first reading from the prophet Isaiah is a tad complicated because of the many names and villages and nations that are being addressed. But basically, it comes down to this. God is telling Uzziah to be aware that he's with the people of Israel. The king, Ahaz, is the people of Israel's king. And he has not been a faithful king. And God is disappointed with him. You hear Ahaz mentioned during Advent. He's the one that Isaiah says in prediction, the maiden in your society, in your family, will be with child. The, the virgin will bear a child. You'll hear that, of course, in Advent, referencing Jesus. But this is early, early than that. And he's talking, through Isaiah, God is talking to the nations that are seeking the demise of Israel. And he's telling Israel, stay calm, I'm with you, I'm with you. All those nations, and he names them, and Victoria did a very good job with repeating all the names correctly. He's telling those nations through the prophet Isaiah, you're gonna get yours because you are trying to destroy God's holy temple in Jerusalem and you're gonna suffer because I, God, am with them, the people of Israel. And he's telling the people of Israel to stand firm hold on to your faith. And we hear that responsorial psalm that goes back to that period, God upholds his city forever. So God is gonna protect Jerusalem. Now eventually, just so we get the facts straight, eventually Jerusalem falls, we know that, under Babylon. But it never really disappears. Even in our time, there are some nations that refuse to acknowledge the existence of Israel. And God, I mean, through the centuries, has stayed with Israel because they are the first people to hear his word and adapt it as a monotheistic religion. So we look to Israel and the Jews as our ancestors, and we call Israel especially the area of Jerusalem, the Holy Land, because it was holy not only for Jews, Christians, and in the eighth century, Muslims. So God keeps his word when he says, thus says the Lord, I will stay with my city, I will protect my city, and the psalmist says, God upholds his city forever. But let's not get lost. He is telling the people who are enemies of Jerusalem, watch out, you're gonna get yours. And it's better for those who never came to our doorsteps than for you because you're gonna be conquered and destroyed. And he names them, thrice a day he names what's gonna to happen to each one of 
their capitals will fall, the city will fall, and the heads of their nations will be destroyed. So, again, Isaiah is directing his attention to the enemies of Jerusalem who are sinning against Jerusalem, not recognizing it as God's holy city. Now we go to Jesus. Different topic, of course, but same idea, listening to God's word. And Jesus, and it's funny how he does this, you never hear Jesus cursing, and you never hear Jesus reproaching. Once you hear him reproach uh, Simon Peter because he doubted he was Jesus, uh, Messiah, and he doubted that he would have to go to the cross. And Jesus reproached him, like, shut up, listen to me. So now Jesus is unsatisfied with what happened in some of the cities he had visited. And he's saying, whoa, whoa is that? My grandmother used to, you know, we were in trouble as kids and we really were going to get a spanking or discipline. My grandmother and my mother, I think it's a Sicilian thing, they would put their hand in their mouth like this. Mm. And when they did that, you ran because you were going to get bakala. So Jesus is really doing that to these, these cities that he names Chorazin and Bethsaida, Tyre, and he compares them to cities that fell in ancient history are destroyed. Now, all of them are ancient for us, but Tyre and Sidon fell. They were destroyed. And Jesus is saying, you see how bad it was for them? It's going to be worse for you. Again, because you did not acknowledge the mighty deeds that I, Jesus, have done for you. Nor did you repent. So we're talking about God judging sinners. Now we're talking about nations here, countries and cities, but I think Jesus is a personal figure for us. He's our Lord and God. And when he's speaking, we want to apply his theology to ourselves. So those who are sinning, We'll get theirs in the end. And he compares it in a disastrous way to countries, nations that fell in a disastrous way and are no longer exist, no longer on the face of the earth. It'll be worse for you, he's saying, who don't repent, who don't meet the standards, who don't believe. It's going to be worse for you than it was for them. And they're gone. And they're completely destroyed. So it's interesting as we update that, and as I said in my introduction, I, I don't really focus on sin a lot in my homilies. I like to focus on God's goodness and what he gives us and how we, we can avoid sin. But very clearly today we have to focus on listening to God's word and observing it and repenting from our sinfulness. It's very important for us, 21st century, to be aware of that. Nobody wants to hear about sin. Nobody wants to hear about uh, doing wrong. Everybody wants to do their own thing. Everybody wants, let me paraphrase that, many people, I don't want to say everybody, many people in our society even want to change uh, genders. They want to change what's basic human nature. 
They want to change the, the pronouns that we refer to each other. They want to change, and I just read this one lately, from a, a woman giving birth from the word mom to a birthing per person. I mean, to completely destroy, right from the origins of our faith and our nation and our natural life, God's presence in our lives and how God made us in his image and he put man and woman on earth and blessed them. And yes, some men are attracted to men. Yes, some women are attracted to women. And that's not the area here I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that we are trying to denigrate, pull down the very standards of creation in civilized society. What's next if we remove the uniqueness of man and woman? Anything can happen. We'll have in our own, quote, right to subjugate people. We'll have our own right to destroy people. And we'll figure it out. I mean, those who have this kind of liberal way out thinking, we'll figure it out. They'll manipulate the media, they'll manipulate us, they'll ma manipulate the news to make it sound like it's our right to subjugate, it's our right to sin, it's our right to put people down, it's our right to take advantage of people, and the list can go on and on. And that's where, right now, a current movement in our society is headed. I'm not giving you anything new. You know that it, it, yourselves already from being aware of the news, whether it's on your, your Twitter, your Facebook, the newspaper, magazine. We're all aware of the direction of many in our society. So let's go back to Jesus because I can just see Jesus saying, for those of you who are destroying the very fabric of human nature, who are destroying the very fabric of creation, it was better for Sidon and Gomorrah than for you. It'd be better for those nations who are completely destroyed and, and don't exist than it will be for you. He's referring to sin. And he's referring to judgment. So God judges sin. And we can't just close our ears and our eyes to the current political movements that are favorable in one area of the nation and not in another and just say, oh, that, that, that's how they think. They have the right to hold their, their own opinions. That we agree with as a nation. Everybody has their right of opinion. But to try to change the minds of our youth right in the earliest stages, the seminal stages, when they are like little seedlings and trying to indoctrinate them is a form of socialism and we have Russia and we have China as great examples of the power of socialism. So that's creeping into our society if not already here. And this structure, it's called the church, with that thinking will eventually, eventually be useless because there won't be a place for God 
in that kind of society that thinks anything goes and you don't have a right to push your God on me and you don't have a right to worship your God in public and you don't have a right to take up real estate and build churches for your God so let's get rid of all of that that's the direction it sounds horrible and very fearful but that's the direction of our society today of some in our society today so now let's go back to us who are faithful or sinners yes we know that but we have to be more than faithful to the Word of God we have to live and be proud of the Word of God and as Jesus has taught us woe to you who have not listened to them and pay attention to the, the mighty deeds that were done by Jesus or have not repented from our sinfulness or have not acknowledged his presence in our world. You know, we're not just another group. We're not another club. We're not another church. Our faith is that God became a human being to live with us and establish us as his family. And those doors need to be open to everyone that we welcome them to our church, we welcome them into our family, and we educate ourselves and them to learn about the word of God, Jesus Christ, and his commandments of love to us and to the world. Watch out, he's judging, he's watching, he's listening to every one of us.